This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnia Al Saleh and Hani Balkas on Pulse 95. Yes, you're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse95, the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, AI, tech, everything that has to do with tech, basically. Um, And you get to enjoy all the tech world being simplified uh, from 2 to 3 p.m. and lots and lots to discuss today, especially in the field of space. Yes, indeed. We're going to be talking about how the UAE is going to announce new astronauts in 20. 21. Yes, indeed. Hazal Mansouri and Sultan Niyadi are definitely going to be training two new astronauts to be headed to the International Space Station. And the who students knows? have become the teacher, Omnia. Oh, yeah, they are. And they are becoming, uh, they have been the idols of many children, many upcoming astronauts. The role models of 2019, 2020, and many years to come. And role models of the UAE in general, yes. and the Arab world. Yes, indeed. Um, but coronavirus is, as usual, part of the headlines for today and in the tech world, they are impacting everyone working at Twitter because Twitter staff have been told to work from home due to fears from the coronavirus. And we're going to be telling you all about this. But the topic of the hour today is all about how robots are going to be automating, not the typical jobs that we usually talk about becoming automated. You know, we, we know manufacturing jobs have become automated. Um, it's not news anymore, but can white collar jobs be automated? Can we uh, or are people at risk? You know, people who ha- are basically working in creative jobs. Are we are they going to be at risk? And is it hard to visualize a world where uh, technology is going to be taking over? And are the claims that robots replacing humans in the future any true? We're going to be having the man of the hour, Gary Thompson, who is a digital transformation specialist. Tell us all about the impact of automation, not in factories, but rather in uh, software related jobs. Yes, indeed. I'm very excited to bring the man of the hour and we're going to jump in the world of robotics and we're going to take a short break aren't we Omnia? Yes indeed but we are going to be leaving them with lovely day because it is a lovely day right here on Future Talk only on Pulse 95 Pulse 95 Daily Digital News Bits and Bytes Connect Our World Your quick roundup of everything happening in the tech world. And we are starting with the UAE because, you know, we talked about Hazan Mansouri and Sultan Niyadi going all the way to the International Space Station on the 25th of September um, back in 2019. They have definitely written the first line in the UAE's space history. They've opened the book and put in their print. Yes, indeed. But the astronaut program for the second batch actually opened a few months ago and they have received a total of 3,000 applicants. But guess what, Hani? Yes. 30% of these applicants are women. Many Emirati women are actually interested in going to space, which is definitely a huge uh, advance when we're talking about 
women becoming more involved in tech and the space industry. But two astronauts from the second batch are going to be announced on Jan- in January of 2021. And we are all excited because uh, UAE's first astronauts, Hazza al-Mansouri and Sultan al-Niyadi, were actually the ones to announce the timelines and the application statuses of the second batch at a press conference that was taking place today. And mm-hmm. Salim al-Marri, who is the head of the UAE astronaut program, actually announced uh, the percentages and the results of these applications 3000 applicants 30% of them are women and 17% of these participants were pilots majority about 31% were engineers and most of these applicants were actually from Sharjah Abu Dhabi Dubai with the average age being 28 but you know what was the youngest applicant let me guess Omnia what let's see the number 18 Close enough. She was seven. He or she was seventeen years old, and the oldest was actually aged sixty. Oof. Sixty years old. Now, and now I wonder who is the oldest person to go to space. Now I'm gonna ask my uh, friendly what? accountant, researcher. My researcher. And I have a researcher <laughs> and an accountant. Now, uh, let me tell you though, the applications opened on the sixth of December last year, but. The deadline is on March 31. However, they are planning to extend the application till May 5th. So anyone who is planning to apply, you still have a chance. However, you do need to know what is going to be on the schedule for you. You're going to need a medical checkup and a group assessment uh, that is going to be organized in June of this year. But the first interviews are actually going to be held on during August and September. And the final interviews are going to be taking place in November. Now, Omnia, getting back to the oldest person to go to space was 77 years old Ooh. in 1998. Do you know how oh, healthy the year I was born? You know how healthy this person is, Omnia, to be able to pass the physical, pass the mental, and to the go training. all the way. The training. It's not easy. It's it is so not easy. Difficult. But speaking about space, Omnia, I want to tell you something. Did you know? That astronauts, when they went, used to go to the International Space Station and come back, NASA used to smell a a, 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 very, str- a very strong smell from these astronauts. And it was so strong that they asked the top fragrance companies in the world to come and mimic this smell. And no they couldn't. Way. It's you know it's so fun, funny that you say this because especially in the Arab world, you know, we and the Emirati culture, we all love our oud. And Oud is known for how strong it is. Um, and it's it lingers on uh, the body. So to know that mm-hmm. na- space has a smell. Space has a smell. And apparently it's so hard to mimic it. But the closest they could get to it that it smelt like uh, it was gunpowder that was used. Gunpowder? Gunpowder that was used. No That's way. the closest they got to it. That is so interesting. And and a kind of a burned or fried steak after they had a spacewalk on the moon. I wonder, can you actually put that scent in a bottle? Like, just Uh, imagine purchasing space perfume. They tried, but they couldn't. They They got in contact with the top fragrance companies in the world, and no one could mimic it. Space perfume could not be mimicked. Now, can you imagine, Omni, wow. you're all the way in, on the moon. You come back to Mother Earth and your superiors are smelling you. But that's and nice, they, though. It's like sm- everyone knows that you were in space, but they have no idea because no, you smell like gunpowder. Yeah, but yeah, and, and, and everyone's like, what does that smell? And turns out it was the space smell or the smell on the moon, if you could say. I love that. But mm-hmm. you know what can we smell all, you know, around the world? 
What? The, the smell of fear from the coronavirus. Ooh. Because Twitter staff are being told to stay home from work due to many coronavirus fears. Yes, indeed. Now, because the outbreak has spread across the world, unfortunately has killed more than 3,100 people. Now, Twitter, as Omnia said, Twitter staff across the world were asked to work from home starting from Monday in an effort to stop the spread of the deadly new coronavirus epidemic. Now, this outbreak has spread across the world since emerging in central China of late last year. And just as I said, it killed more than 3,100 people and infected over 90,000. And it's ever since the outbreak, we've had so many travel restrictions, Omnia. So many. And, and Twitter decided to listen. It's going to tell its, its staff to avoid the office and follow similar requests by governments in virus hotspots. So these only affect uh, the twi- uh, Twitter staff in China. Not just China, though. They're going to be uh, working from home is going to be mandatory for employees at the company's South Korea and Japan offices as well. So it's quite interesting because we were talking about this, you and I, in China when the coronavirus first hit, everyone was overcrowding all the WeChat platforms, mm-hmm. the online working platforms. Because they, ha- they all had to they, yeah. work from home. And Omnia, not even, not only Twitter, but Japan's government has has urged the closure of schools nationwide and employers to give their staff permission to work remotely. Now, it's getting serious. It it's, is It's getting serious. Getting and serious. Uh, uh, who knows what's next in store for not only Asia, but the world. Yes, indeed. And Twitter actually announced that they are suspending non-critical business travel and events. Um, And this is definitely a trend that we've been seeing with Amazon. They also suspended travels. Um, We've been seeing it with many events around the world being canceled, but also... Or even postponed to a later date. Exactly. And many airline staff were actually uh, urged to go ahead and take their annual leave. Take an annual leave. Right now. Yeah. It's so crazy to see how fast the coronavirus is spreading. But... Who knows? We might just be using robots and automation to take over uh, the work industry. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about in just a few moments. We're going to be speaking to Gary Thompson, who is a digital transformation specialist. He's going to be telling us all about those claims that robots are going to be replacing humans in the future. Are they true or are they false? Send in your guesses on 4215 or on Instagram. Yes, at Pulse95 Radio on Instagram. Do send us a message. We're going to ask the man of the hour, Gary Thompson, all about robots and the future of robotics. So stay tuned right here on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omar Saleh and Hani Balkas on Pulse 95. When we think of automation on a factory floor, we kind of, you know, imagine this with me. Um, We think of robotic arms, you know, assembling parts into Tesla cars. We think of pickers picking up our shipments. But when we're talking about automation in the sense of softwares, we're talking about how much it's going to impact human workers. Um, um, But in the way where a lot of aspects that we are used to in our day-to-day life that are quite invisible, like creative thinking, problem solving, um, things that can not as easily be uh, routinized are going to be changed in the future 
through automation. And to tell us all about it, we have with us um, in the studios of Pulse95, Gary Thompson, who is a digital transformation specialist. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure having you. And to kickstart off this conversation, what are the types of software tools on the market that can help our day-to-day office work? Well, look, it's great that you've used that one word, tool. Mm. This, this, this is software. And it's not software that you, that you buy that's sort of automatic, like your Excels and mm. your words. Antivirus. Yeah, antivirus software. We're talking about something here that's a tool. And it's things that you add together in a, in a toolkit, a bit like... A bit like Lego or Meccano. Don't know if you guys know Meccano. <laughs> I'm older than you. But it's about like, like Lego, where you build together different types of tools mm. to automate environments. Now, we, we, we talked about robotic process automation. And as you said on the, it, you know, this is not about mechanical machines, which have been around for ages. Mm. You know, working in industry, uh, you know, the car industry is full of them. Nowadays, you don't get people sort of bolting nope. engines together or putting wheels on cars all done automatically. We're talking about something that, that works in the in the back office, something that works in finance, something that works in HR, something that works in banking back mm. office, insurance back office. And these, this is software that runs on the machine, you don't see it, but does the task, the repetitive tasks that we would normally associate with what people do. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, does that I like all make that. sense? It makes sense, I like that. Okay, right, so what kind of tools are there? RPA, Robotic Process Automation. Um, this is this mimics what the human does. Mm. Okay, been around for a few years. Mm-hmm. This is not new. Yeah, been around for you know, at least ten years so or so. So, are we speaking like chatbots? No, no, chatbots. Something completely different. Mm-hmm. That is another tool that you can use. We're talking about a, a, a piece of software here that would normally, um, if you take a human doing mm-hmm. a task, so they're inputting data into mm. a machine. Uh, or the, the transfer, they're the taking data from a machine, putting it into an Excel spreadsheet, doing a calculation mm. with it, inputting the calculation on. The robots take over that. They mimic what the human does. It's not like a, a standard piece of, of ERP software like SAP or Oracle. This is something that, 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 that is built up um, that mimics humans. Mm. So instead okay. of having a human do basically what could be done within a few moments by a robot, you're just having the robot do it. Co- co- correct. You mm. know, I mean, why, why should we waste time using repetitive tasks when we have someone or something to do it for us much quicker? That's correct. However, as I, as I said, these are tools. Mm. Exactly. So RPA then works with something called workflows, mm. business process automation. Mm. And this really does automate a task. Uh, from end to end. We see this with government services. You see it with government services, you see it more in banks. Mm. Yeah. Now, you know, customer wants something, customer gets something. Let's, let's say you go into a bank for a loan. Mm. You fill a loan application form in, usually about, oh, can be anywhere from 10 to 20 pages of, mm. of, of information that the bank needs to be able to assess your, your, viabil- your, 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 your ability to t- have a loan mm. and be able to repay that loan. Now, you can use some some automation tools here. You can pick up someone's uh, ID, Emirates ID card, get a lot of information from that. You can use a robot that can go to the Etihad Bureau and pick up your your credit history. 
so we can understand, you know, whether you guys are, are, are worthy of having a loan. Exactly. Mm. Okay. Uh, you can you can then say, well, okay, th- this kind of loan is is a loan that's going to be secured by, by something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to put my shares in 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 this company as, as security. I'm going to put my my share in this building as security. Robots can go out to the boss. They can check the share prices of what that's worth today. They can go out and see the analysts and see what the analysts' views are. And what's going to happen in your the future. future? Correct. They can go and look at the building, the, the property market, and they can assess. You know w- what the exposure the bank's got. Just mm. not just within the bank, but it can look at what exposure that stock has got throughout the country. Mm. So it's, look, look, it's, it's, it's fascinating stuff, this. Not only does it re- replace what humans do today, but takes it one step further. So, so you've got workflows, you've got robotics, you've got other things. You, you know, you used to have to sort of d- deliver certain documents exactly, yeah. into the bank. Now we can use optical character recognition, not just to draw that into data format, but we can use machine learning to start to understand what's on that page. And the thing is, with machine learning, it'll start learning from the mistakes. So it's not perfect. It's, it's not it's not perfect from day one. Mm-hmm. That's why the, the human intervention slowly starts coming down. Mm. You always have an exceptions team in, in this kind of, of workflow mm. environment. And the beauty of an exceptions team, if they're doing continuous improvement correctly, mm. is that they're going to work themselves out of a job. It's, it's, I'm sorry, but it, it, that's, that's the way that's the way it happens. Uh, you know, because we're learning all the time, and then the machines starting to learn all the time, and eventually, you know, the, the amount of exceptions, which was say 20-25 percent of the work, mm. becomes five. Which learns at a faster pace? Oh, it, it swings. Mm. Originally, it's the human, and then slowly through machine learning, goes into the machine itself. But and the I, machines learn. I believe uh, robots are a thing of the future, and all of this, uh, it does, as you said, tool. The most important key term is tool. Definitely. That mm. we don't use it to control. Or replace. Or replace is just a tool you keep in the back pocket that you use to make your life. Is it in the back our, pocket? Though? In, a way, well, in a way. Well, no, well, okay, there's two kinds of robotics here. Mm. There's assisted robotics mm. and unassisted robotics. Mm. Assisted robotics have been around for 10-15 years or more and what they used to do, they used to help a, a person who was doing a manual task. Mm. So uh, you go you go to see the Atesalat Bureau, alright? Yeah, yes. to, 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 to you want to get yeah. new products or whatever. New number. What, if you look at them, these guys are having to open screen after screen after screen after screen after screen just to check who you are, what your bill is, dilly dee, dilly dee. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Now, robotics can go and open all those screens for them to make life easier. So that's, that's the assisted bit. Mm. The unassisted bit is where there's really no human involved at all whatsoever. So not only is it, is it looking at the data that's around the place, mm. but it's interacting with the customer itself. We see that in hotels. So a lot of hotels that are automated where the person who even re- you know who receives all the guests is a robot mm. we've seen it we've seen it in china yeah. we've seen it in Na- uh, japan i think and we can japan ev- definitely yeah. yeah and we can even go locally now uh, i think a month or two ago i went to renew my car vehicle registration yeah. and you had the smart teller all you had to do was go uh, have uh, your 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 car go through an exam, obviously to pass if it's road friendly or not. Yeah. Yep. And then after that, you just feed the smart teller with the information. 
you press your number and you just pay with that smart teller and then voila you have your new registration card i'm really pleased I, hey i didn't know about that it's really good i'm really pleased you told me because my car's got to be plated <laughs> next next month uh, next week yeah so it, that's it's, a good it's, idea it's quick go. because two three years ago when i used to do it it'd take me a process of an hour to two hours 30 minutes i'm in and out now the, okay you picked on another point there which is fascinating so not only is the impact on the employee mm. on the job that they're doing which we'll talk about later but the but, customer but this is a yeah. real you know customer satisfaction, uh, satisfaction. True. it's that is that customer centricity within a process yeah. it's that customer engagement process uh, that customer experience and you'll find that a lot of government services, especially here in the UAE, which is very advanced in, in the way it, 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 it interacts, it, government interacts with its people and, and with the amount of expats that it has here, you'll see that you know the, the level of automation is very, very high. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Which is great. Exactly. It makes, it makes our, our lives easier and so does the company's lives easier. Yes. It's so yeah. much. It's, it's a win-win situation the way I see it. Exactly. And we're going to be coming back to talk about how much easier is it getting? And also, with technology creating more jobs, how many jobs are we looking at and in what sectors? All this and more is coming up right here on Future Talk. Only, Only on, on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Future Talk. With Omni Al Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse 95. Welcome back to Pulse 95. Welcome back to Future Talk. It is a great day talking to the man of the hour, Gary Thompson. And I'm going to say this again and again. The off topic, off air, sorry, not off topic, the off air conversations are always <laughs> 10 times more funner than the on topic the on air conversations yes indeed they are um and you're definitely one of the most <laughs> one of the funniest guests we've had on the show in a while love his now. energy i'm worried about that now okay right <laughs> oh don't worry there's no competition because you're literally one of the funniest um but right before the break we were talking all about the different software tools um that have been more and more involved in automation because when we typically talk about automation robotics people immediately think of physical work um blue collar jobs being taken over correct um but little d does anyone think about the white collar jobs um so why is that well First of all, unless you've actually worked in an office, I don't think people really understand what, what happens in mm. back offices. I mean, you know, you go to your bank, you see the guy, you know, the teller. Database behind, entry. Yeah, you, you see the guy behind the, behind the counter. You might see the bank manager if yeah. you're lucky. You know, you don't see what happens behind that. Mm. And if you look at, you know, banks like um, FAB or, or uh, Emirates MBD, you know, there's there's thousands of people work in that organization they're not all bank tellers mm. you know so there's lots and lots of activities go on and the beauty of, of uh, digital transformation uh, digital tools being used there and it goes back to what I said earlier about combining tools together like a Lego kit yeah the, the beauty of that is it, it helps each individual area of, of, um, of an end-to-end -end customer journey mm. become straight through processing hmm. no human intervention no human error okay so it's yeah very similar when you think about it to this new disruptor digital banks that are out there you know the disruptors are, are all in the marketplace um another area of disruption 
classic area of disruption has got to be retail. Yeah, mm. I was okay. just going to ask you about that. Exactly. One. So with it within the retail sphere, uh, you've got you know the, the the big conglomerate families and and the, the shopping malls that are, f- are full of shops. Yeah, and we are like you... to go around shops. Well, mm. I don't like to go around shops, but <laughs> we all all females could all, definitely tell you. I, I wasn't going to say that, but thank you for saying it. <laughs> thank you for saying it. Yes, uh, you know, ladies like to shop. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, it's, I guess it's that, um, that touch, feel, look environment. You don't get that shopping on Amazon. So tell me, why is Amazon so booming? Huge? Yes. And, and, and Alibaba booming. You know, okay, they're massive. Now they're challenging the traditional way of shopping. Yeah. They're challenging it quite interestingly enough because I can, I can remember when the internet first came out. You know, when you guys were kids, and and you know, it it was it was. It, I always said, I can't see this taking on. You can't deliver something over the net, except maybe books and words and. We never thought. Enough, people, that's yeah. We never thought of it as a, as a exactly. We never thought of it as, as a platform. I to, never to, 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 to buy shop. and sell. True, yeah. Honestly, I never thought like let's say online shopping <clears throat> of clothes would be a thing. Because how are what if it doesn't fit me right? What if I don't like the material? So many question marks that Fast, you couldn't answer. Absolutely, absolutely. So over time, it's got better and better. So delivery times have got better. Now <clears throat> you go on, you go on, well, you go well, you go on Amazon and you can sort of you know have the stuff delivered that afternoon yeah right you've got return policies there's software out now that can look at the shape of your body and can work out the size in that actually had a smart wardrobe on exactly you know I mean it's the way technology is moving in the retail sector is absolutely fascinating honestly you know speaking of online shopping think of online shopping for groceries yeah if you were to tell you know my mom or even my grandmother one day like oh I'm going to be buying all my fruits and vegetables online they'd be laughing because how can you make sure that the vegetables are fresh that one of them is not you know and so, so that goes so, so that includes another little piece of a business now so that's the supply chain mm. so when so when an organization like that you know the, the 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 big supermarkets that are in the country when they get the supply chain right the fruit and veg that you're getting in in in, in the store is good stuff mm-hmm. okay you don't People don't worry when they're online, you know, buying it online that it's going to be bad when they receive it. Correct. And, and you know, this now it delivers to your door. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go out and buy a five kilo box of washing no. powder, right, and dislocate your arm and lugging <laughs> it back to the apartment? And not having two trips holding the groceries. It's, it's great. It's great for, great for the money. <laughs> yes. But other than that, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it, it makes it a different shopping experience. And I think it's... it's, it, it's that's just going to get m- further and further away from traditional shopping. Now, now Gary, when you th- when you talk about it like this, a lot of people don't understand how w- this is happening right now, and we do it subconsciously. Correct. We're doing we're taking things for granted. Now, the I'm, thing is, I'm, I'm hu- hmm. I'll be hungry. I go home. I'll, I'll be hungry. I, I'll open up my phone on my way home, and I'll yeah, order, order something. From a and by the time I get home, app. the food is already it's there. there. It's, it's already there. there. Exactly. Now, even though this all sounds amazing for the customer, you know, I'm getting my food on time, I'm getting my groceries The customer is always time. right, Omnia. The customer is always right, but then there are workers out there who might be suffering. And we constantly talk about, you know, historically, technology definitely created a lot more jobs than we thought it would. But 
Is this true up to this day? And how many jobs is it actually creating? Your own take on it. Okay, okay. Well, first of all, let's just take the example we had. So you've got a switch from uh, staff that was sitting in a shop to staff that are now delivering. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Mm. So there's a movement of labor there. It's, it's a different experience. But then you have situations where the staff isn't even delivering, like Tally, the robot, or no, no, Tally was in grocery stores, but there was the robot by FedEx that would literally drop off the delivery right in front of your door. Yeah, that's fine, unless you live in, a, in an apartment block and you, yeah. know, you don't really want a safe, some kind of, A safe environment. Yeah, exactly, you know, so, you know, things aren't sort of ending up underneath someone's arm and exactly. legging yeah. it across the, across the gardens. You know, it... it Things things are changing, mm-hmm. so let's so you know, let let's just just go back to what c- the role people will will end up having their jobs change. Mm-hmm. Like, can I just give you an example? Um, robotics can be used for certain tasks within an organisation mm-hmm. that don't even impact a customer, don't even impact the delivery of something. Say, for example, a salesman, mm-hmm. okay, who has to fill out an expense claim form yeah. and, st- and takes a lot of time. Filling forms yeah. out takes ages. Yeah. You've got to ask yourself the question, why is he filling a form out? But, <laughs> but that will be replaced. Yeah. Robotics can be used to, 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 to go out and gather the information. Come back. Right, and, and, and present it in a format that can just be approved off. So that salesman then is, has got more time on his hands to do value add work. True. Let's take the average office worker, mm-hmm. right, who was spending a lot of time moving information from a um, uh, from a computer system to a spreadsheet and a spreadsheet to a computer system. Mm-hmm. Now they've got the, they can process more faster. Mm-hmm. Or they can start being better at that interaction with the customer. Does it really annoy you two guys when you when you go to to do something? And you find it goes into a black hole, mm. and you don't know what's happening. With it. You apply for a loan, you apply for something, it, it just disappears. Takes a right. while to get back there's, to you. There's no communication mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. This is where the customer experience can be really enhanced. Mm. So staff aren't spending time messing around with bits of data and keying things in and, and, and all that kind of good stuff. They're actually interacting with customers, which is fa- which uh, we. That's the difference between a company that's progressive and a company that's not progressive. And time is money. The the quicker you are, the faster you can get more things done and increasing your revenue. You do increase your revenue. In other words, um, the use of robotics should be able to allow the business to grow at scale without without increasing the number of staff that's there. Exactly. And we're going to be coming back to talk a lot about how can organizations succeed automation? What is the smart way to go about it? All this and more is coming up right here on Future Talk. Only on Pulse and 95. Pulse 95. Future Talk with Omar Al Saleh and Hani Balkis on Pulse 95. Future Talk. Automation is definitely one of the hot topics in today's day and age, whether it was on a factory floor or whether it was to replace a salesman job. Every job is at risk. But 
how can organizations succeed automation? And to tell us more about it, we have with us in the studios of Pulse95, Gary Thompson, a digital transformation specialist that has definitely been educating us a lot more than we thought we were going to be getting I'm, out I'm, of I'm this I'm loving episode. the conversation we're having on air and off air. I, the I the wish, way things transition. Honestly, I wish everyone could be here with us in the studios because every time we're off air, I feel like we're still on air. Was, the conversation exactly. continues. And I, having Gary on board is so, he's a fun personality. Such a fun personality. Thank you guys. Thank you. Right. So question. How, how does, you know, it, how it's going to automation. Imp- yeah. It's going to impact organizations. And organizations have got to be mature. Mm. Now, I don't mean mature as in, um, let me just define what Mm. I mean by mature. They've got the the, the structure of the organization, the culture of of the organization, has got to be one in which can embrace Mm. technology. Mm -hmm. Now, you're not going to replace a lot of low-skilled workers Mm -hmm. by putting robotics in there because you're learning to manage something differently. A manager who you who was, I call it SME management, subject matter expertise management. Mm. That's what they used to be. I know what I'm doing. I manage you guys. <laughs> you do the work. No questions okay? asked. No questions asked. That's changing. Mm. Now you have to learn to be functional managers. If you want to change the culture of an organization, if you want to create an, an, an innovative uh, environment for people to work in, You've got to push down the accountability and responsibility Mm. for doing the work to the people who do the work. Mm. They're the ones who know how to automate. Right now, we were talking off air about about, uh, uh, being able to enhance uh, a company to grow without without putting more and more people in place, Mm. increasing the the scope of an organization. That's going to be achieved by upskilling those people (laughs) who do that work. So Omnia, I've got to say, when you say you know, he's going to put us all out of work, that's that's maybe a little bit too harsh. There's there's there's, there's the roles that the people do. There's always going to be exceptions that mm. need to be. It's the stereotype fear. Yeah, it, it, there's always going to be exceptions. Now, funny enough, robots do what you tell them to, mm. and they do it day in. Day out, yeah. 24 hours a day. No rest. No know, rest. A B C A B C A B C A B and, and, and so on. Okay. What happens when something when, when B's changed? You know, it looks to a certain area to get a piece of data. That's B. It brings it back. Oh, utilizes it's different it, than what's there. Goes yeah. there and it's not there anymore. Yeah. It just goes, mm, I stops. Can't. Yeah, that's the thing. It can't adjust to the, d- the changes or the exceptions Correct. that happen. So you create what's something that's called a center of excellence for robotics mm. within an organization. And you've got people who manage the deployment of robots with, with software robots. Please get this get this picture out about of your mind. Yeah, of, yes. of, 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 you know, you know the, the, exactly. the, the, the team arms man. And the Correct. These are software robots. So somebody who manages the deployment, somebody who creates those robotics, robotic business analysts, people who understand how to make the the, the, the business processes correct to take robotics. True. And one thing I always tell 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 um, organisations in the region: transform first, create the culture. Transform your processes, make them robotic or automation friendly, exactly. advanced automation friendly, and then you can, then it just fits in so Definitely. smoothly. And now, now, Gary, jumping back to what you were saying in, the, in, in earlier this hour, tool. Yeah, 
These are tools. tools. The, the, exactly. The, the, this, mm. These are things that you add together. I, I'll go back to what I said about Lego. You know Lego comes in red bricks, blue bricks, <laughs> yes. white bricks, okay? Yes. Right, you've got to get... You, 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 you meld um, different coloured bricks together. To to, to that, and the fit together to create what, what you're wanting to achieve. Um, I, I, I'm presenting next week at the, at the uh, AI Everything Show. I'm going to do a workshop on robotics, and one of the slides shows people how you can take a process <laughs> and then slowly evolve it so that it's got no human intervention That's whatsoever. That's amazing. Um, but a quick question for everyone tuning in to us right now. What can we do to help make ourselves more agile for the change of jobs that's happening well it's it's i think it's it's doing you, you know your own research on on the new tools that are available just just google you know robotic process automation hmm. and then start looking deeper at the, at the providers of those look at their websites look at the case studies they have people like you know the, the big guys you know your blue prisms automation anywhere uipath they're the three big ones okay look at the look at workflow software People like um, uh, now that's interesting. <laughs> Just there's that many different workflow software. It's a wide range. It's a huge range exactly. of, of workflow software. And work. There was a time when we used to buy things called ERP systems, mm. you know, Oracles and, and SAPs, yeah. and we used to use their workflow inside them. And organisations have spent millions transforming it so it fit what they wanted to do mm -hmm. now workflow sits on top of this and you can create workflows that you that you want to happen you know amazing uh, customer wants something customer exactly. gets something yeah a simple purchase purchase to, uh, purchase to pay workflow bing bang boom you know where, where you, you buy things the things get delivered you send good receive notes uh, they send an invoice you pay the invoice and, and, and you know three way match buff Finished. Bing bang boom. Exactly. There's, there's a physical intervention there yes. because you got to receive goods and you, but you know, use a barcode. Okay, we've got that. Boom. Barcode scanner. It's in. And the You're thing not having is, to type it through. Exactly. And the thing is, we always say education is strength. So once we're more educated about the industry, exactly. If, if, if you, a lot of people who are not educated on a subject don't understand it, and thus they don't accept it. That that is so true. And and again, let me please take you back, guys. Our initial conversation in the last 48 <laughs> hours was talking about robotics, which, which was manufacturing True. as a view. True. You know, this this a physical entity. Um, if you go to the shows, especially in, in in the World Trade Center, you'll see the police have got a robot there. Uh, you know, that sort of wandering around with arms <laughs> going up and down. Uh, it's, Pepper, it's not all of them. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's always a physical concept instead of an abstract one. You're right. It is, and it's not. It's not that kind of of, of soft. It's not that kind of robot. Exactly. Um, you don't see it. It's a bit like a virus. I know. Oh, oh God. nice one. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gary Thompson, for joining us today. It's it was a fun hour, and I enjoyed every second of it. Absolute pleasure to talk to you. Pleasure is all ours. So much to learn, and definitely lots of advice that we can actually implement in our day-to-day -day life. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, every weekday from two to three p.m. But keep Pulse ninety-five on because afternoon Karak is going to be joining the conversation won't they yes indeed see you soon right here on pulse 95 this is pulse 95 tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m